Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show. Hello and happy Monday to everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host, founder of Women About Biz and your business success coach. I trust that everyone had a fabulous weekend and that you are ready to get serious about accomplishing your dreams and your goals for this week and ready to make it happen, all right? Now, today on this Monday, July 15th, we have a wonderful show live up for you. Of course, our theme all this month is we're continuing on with the hot topic, becoming a relentless businesswoman. And that has so much meaning and so so much meaning and, and it has so much power behind it because it's becoming a relentless businesswoman that is going to help you to have your breakthroughs, going to help you to push through. You know, we hear a lot of the times people talking about, I've got to have a breakthrough. I need for some things to happen in my life. I need some things to happen in my business. But sometimes I wonder, do they really understand what's needed in order for something to happen? Do they understand what's needed in order to actually have a breakthrough? And so today, um, we are going to be talking about you know, creating unshakable habits because it's so important that you develop the type of habits that are going to support having unshakable faith and and becoming the relentless businesswoman that you need to become. And so that's what we're going to be talking all about today is unshakable habits. So we'll discuss that. We'll discuss a little bit more on just the word relentless and how important being a relentless businesswoman is. Because, again, if you plan on making some things happen for yourself in this 2019, before the year end, it can indeed happen, but you must adjust your mindset. And for some people, you have to do more than an adjustment. You have to really literally have a paradigm shift. You, you really have to change your whole mindset, change your belief system and the structure of how you, how you think in order for things to take shape and things to happen even more effectively for yourself. And so, again, I just want to remind everyone um, of how important it is that you take note for our topic on Relentless. And if you haven't listened to any of our previous broadcasts, I do want to encourage you to go back and listen to those broadcasts. I want to quickly tell you how you can listen to previous shows. Um, You can, number one, go to our home website, which is womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz.net. And you can click on podcasts. And right there in the right-hand column, if you're looking at your desktop, you will see all of the previously broadcasted shows. If you are looking at it from your phone or mobile device, then you can scroll down um, on the podcast page to the bottom, and you'll see listed um, the previous broadcasted shows. And you can just push the play button and start listening to some of the previous broadcasts that we have had on the topic of relentless. Let me tell you, ladies, something. This is probably, in my opinion, 
the most powerful topic that we have had on Successful Woman Radio besides the topic of unshakable faith. Those two topics, I think, are very powerful. Uh, but this year, Relentless is one of the, I would say, the powerful, the most powerful topic that we have had on the show. Because, you know, we can talk about uh, developing different skills that you need to develop. We can talk about the different aspects of marketing and sales and all of those things that are so vital to running a successful business. But at the end of the day, you know, it really comes down to the type of CEO that you are. It really comes down to the type of mindset that you have and knowing how to push through during the times of challenges and when obstacles in your way, but also knowing how to be relentless and knowing how to have unshakable faith within yourself to push forward with what you have purpose in your life. And so if you don't do those things, if you don't have that type of mindset, then what happens is you'll be given up. You'll give up on the on the least little struggle, the least little thing that occurs. You'll be giving up, and you'll start all of that second guessing, all of that sinking thinking, which is what we don't want, right? We don't want that to happen. And I'm here to tell you, I'm a living testimony uh, to the fact that when you change your mindset, when you adjust your mindset, you adjust your life, your success is adjusted, and you get on a path that will lead you to positive results. And so that is why I am so adamant about relentless. I'm so adamant about the fact that it is key to to the type of attitude, the type of mindset that we actually need to have in order to see some success in our lives. And people are talking about it. People are emailing me and letting me know that, indeed, Adjusting their mindset, embracing having a relentless mindset is definitely helping them to accomplish goals and do things faster, right? And so uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get started with the main part of the show. Uh, I'm so excited that I see the board is already full. For those of you that call into the show and the board happens to be full, know that you can listen to our show by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash successful woman radio spelled all together. Again, blogtalkradio.com forward slash successful woman radio spelled all together. Now, hopefully this past weekend you guys had some time to do some joy peppering for yourself, you know, uh, little things that you do that that make you smile, that give you that warm, fuzzy feeling, that give you that sense of, of happiness and satisfaction because, after all, while we can have other people in our lives that can give us joy, we first must present the joy for ourselves, right? And so there's no time like now to always know when you wake up in the morning how you're going to bring joy into your life for the day. So our lineup today, of course, is I'm going to give you the five questions of leadership and authority. I am um, also... In addition to the five questions of leadership and authority, uh, I am also going to be, again, talking about uh, creating habits of uh, unshakable habits and how do you go about creating unshakable habits, which is so very, very important. So we're going to talk about that today as well. And then we're going to talk about strategic planning because strategic 
planning is, is just very key. And it's come to that time of the year where we have to start looking at what is our strategy in business for the rest of this year. Again, what our strategy is going to be for the rest of this year. Um, I don't want to also forget to remind you, if you have not picked up a copy, we've been talking about no excuses for a few weeks now. So if you haven't picked up your copy of Brian Tracy's No Excuses, The Power of Self-Discipline, I highly encourage you to. Why? Because this book is also going to help you to become relentless. It's going to help you to develop unshakable habits. And that is definitely what we want for you here at Successful Woman Radio. It is eight minutes after the hour, and I'm Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. I'm so excited that all of you are here with me today. So let's go ahead and get started with the five questions of leadership and authority. And again, these questions are given to you every single Monday. However, we want you to understand that depending upon where you are in your business, you may have experienced different answers to the same questions, right? Because you're at different levels in your business. Once you start working on your business, enhancing your business, doing different things um, to really help your business to grow, you're not going to be at the same stage when you ask these questions of yourself. So again, this is why it's so important to continue to ask yourself these questions and continue to explore the answers to these questions as well. Here's question number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Again, am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Question number two. What are my business priorities? And, and ladies, you really have to ask yourself, am I clear on what my priorities are? Now, let me just say this. If you are all over the place in your mind, it's like, you know, I want to do this, 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 but you really have not developed any type of plan or outline as to what needs to be happening for this week, then this question right here is a big no. I am not. I'm clear on what my business priorities are, and you need to get there, right? Here's question number three. Do I have a bird's-eye view of the following areas? Again, this is all about clarity. Do I have a bird's-eye view of my daily workflow, my marketing, my follow-up system? Do I have a daily a bird's-eye view of my sales? Do I know what new sales are coming in? Do I know how many leads I generated this week? Do you have that bird's-eye view? Here's number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Again, am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Okay, this is very key because you can't do everything by yourself. And, oh, my gosh, this is like one of my biggest lessons that have, like, literally slapped me on both sides of my face which is you, hello, even though you're a solo entrepreneur, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to sit there and do everything because you're not going to get everything accomplished. And this is what I've been trying to get everybody to see as we have been discussing in our five questions of leadership and authority is how important it is for you to have a power team, how important it is for you to really be the correct type of leader 
for your business, right? It doesn't mean that you're supposed to enslave yourself to your business and do every single thing that needs to be done. No, it means that you need to know how to reign at the helm of your business. You need to know how to drive your business vision and to have things um, done properly by establishing a support team of individuals that can shorten your learning curve and get things done faster. So you have to be able to allow your power team to work for you efficiently. Here's number five in the five questions of leadership and authority. Do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team, right? As with anything that is going to give you positive results, it has to run and flow through a system, a system that has been created by the owner, by you. And so, of course, the delegation system is key. I talk about this most frequently. And I also talk about how important it is to have it straight in your mind that what you're trying to do is you're trying to delegate. You definitely are not trying to abdicate, right? I want you guys to understand and know it right here and now. Abdication has no place for the relentless businesswoman, right? Of course, abdication means that you're so tired of, uh, of having a monkey on your back. You're so tired of, of having to do everything that by the time you find somebody to do something, you just hand it over and you really don't have a system or a structure that you gave them to properly hold themselves accountable and also be accountable to you. We're not trying to do that. We're try not trying to advocate. What you want to do is you want to be a master at knowing how to delegate. And the only way you can do that is by having a delegation system in place in order to have a, a very active and thriving power team of people working with you and for you, right? Very, very key. So there you have it the five questions of leadership and authority. And I want you ladies to take these questions and ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to. Remember, based on where you are in your business, you're going to have different answers to these questions. For example, you may be clear on your role now as the CEO, but as your business grows, generate more revenue, you add more people to your power team, a lot of things change, and you can, it's easy to lose the clarity. So one time you may be answering the question, yes, I do have clarity. I'm very clear. I have my position description written down. I know what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And then another time you may say, wow, I've lost clarity. I've got to... Uh, go back to ground zero and gain the clarity again. So, again, you, you know, this, this is why these questions are so powerful. It's because they help you to become a better CEO for your business. And that is why it's key for you to really ask these questions of yourself as often as necessary, right, as often as you need to. Okay, it is 15 minutes after the hour, and for those of you that have just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I am so glad that you are here with us today. And I see, you know, I know that we have a lot of new people logging in, and I want to, first of all, thank everyone for referring um, others to the show. And if you are wondering what is the Successful Woman Radio all about, what, what is the show and, and what, is, what can the show do for me? 
okay? Well, first of all, you should know that Successful Woman Radio has been on the air for over 10 years now, um, and we have had more than a half million downloads of the show uh, and it has helped so many women all over the world. Our whole goal at Successful Woman Radio is to provide you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. That's our whole goal for you uh, at Successful Woman Radio. And, of course, it is the flagship podcast for um, womenaboutbiz.net. Now, womenaboutbiz.net, of course, is a 20, almost a 20-year-old business and personal development network designed just for women, and it provides a lot of resources and tools and information for you to receive one-on-one coaching, for you to be a part of group coaching, for you to get how-to information and resources, all the right tools to start and or grow your business. And so we are excited that you are here with us. And, of course, once you start listening to Successful Woman Radio, you know, um, you automatically just become a part of our family of business women. That is all about uh, exploring the journey to success and really staying and keeping yourself in a positive environment. So we are glad that you are here. Make sure you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We're very, very excited. Now, ladies, we've had people ask questions. Trina, when are you going to start back doing Facebook Lives. We have been having some technical difficulties um, on our Facebook Lives. And so, of course, um, our blog talk platform, of course, is our main default platform. And, of course, we are going to try our very best to get back and do some Facebook Lives with the radio show. But in the meantime, make sure that you always know you can come right to the show on our blog talk platform and listen um, to the show every single Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I want to remind you, if you have not joined our Facebook group uh, on Facebook, make sure that you do that. And you can do it in one of two ways. You can either go directly to Facebook and look up Women About Biz group, or you can go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on community and join the Facebook group from there, and as soon as you um, fill out the short form, we'll make sure that you have access as soon as possible. Usually within um, an hour or so, you should be having access uh, to the community. Now, we're excited because we've got a campaign going on called the 100K Movement. Our goal is to bring 100,000 like-minded women in the community, um, and, and that is what we want to do. And so we encourage you to be a part of the campaign and also invite other business women to join the Women About Biz community. The more women we have on the, in the community, the more we can collaborate and share uh, and promote and also educate one another about a lot of different wonderful things that, that, that we need to know in reference to growing our businesses. And that is what the 100K campaign is all about. If you'd like to learn more, read further on our campaign, make sure you go to womenaboutbiz.net, hold your mouse over and click on blog. And right there where you go to the blog, um, you will be able to read all about the 100K campaign, okay? Uh, and again, we've got all of the information that you will need to start sharing 
uh, the campaign and inviting people to the Women About Biz community on Facebook. So we're excited about that. Uh, another thing that we want to remind everyone of is that if you have not today, we have a free membership drive going on. Make sure you go to womenaboutbiz.net, hold your mouse over, join today, and click on free membership. And from there, you'll be able to sign up for our free membership. So don't forget, go ahead and get yourself signed up as a free member because we've got some good stuff getting ready to come out in August, and we don't want you to miss a thing. So let's go ahead and dive right into our book club book of the month, um, No Excuses by Brian Tracy, one of my one of my most favorite, favorite books of all. I, I think um one of the things I think is that Brian Tracy is an excellent teacher. He's very good and methodical about the steps that you need to take in order to accomplish goals where personal development is concerned. Uh, I'm going to move on right now, and I want to read for you some excerpts from Chapter 11, Self-Discipline and Sales. Again, Chapter 11, Self-Discipline and Sales, because sales is a very key part of business. Without sales, there is no business, right? So the author first starts and says the most important element in business success is selling. Nothing happens until a sale takes place. All the factories, businesses, office, and producers of goods and services leap into action only when someone somewhere makes a sale to someone. Selling is, the one, is one of the hardest professions in America. It is also the only profession in which a person can start with limited skills to achieve one of the highest incomes in our economy. Now, I want you guys to pay attention to what he just said because that is very, very key. And there are so many women that run away from having their own business because they say, I'm not a salesperson, I'm not good at sales, or if this has anything to do with sales, I don't count me out, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I just don't understand it. I, I think that, I just don't think that a lot of women understand what they are saying when they say I'm not a good salesperson because if you're planning on owning a business at all or, or moving past just having enough income to sustain your life but, but, but having an income to live an abundant life, sales is going to be a part of that process. So I want to reiterate what he just said. He says selling is one of the hardest professions in America. It is also the only profession in which a person can start with limited skills to achieve one of the highest incomes in our economy. So, ladies, here's what you need to understand is that when you learn to become a master at how to sell your services or your products, you can achieve a very high income. And that really is the secret sauce to you being successful, right? Besides having the relentless mindset, you learn, you need to learn how to become a master at sales. Very, very key. Um, and he says moving onward and upward in sales is like driving on the Autobahn in Germany. There are no speed limits. You can go as far and as fast as you want by stepping on the accelerator of your own ambition and determination to excel in the profession of sales. Thousands of bankrupt or insolvent companies have been analyzed over the years 
to determine why they fail. After all the data was sorted, he says, and studied, virtually every business failure came down to one reason, low sales. In contrast, whenever a business was succeeding, growing, yielding profitability, increasing its share prices, and offering opportunity for more and more people, the reason boiled down again to one factor, high sales. Everything else was secondary. Almost everything you do in a business either increases or decreases sales. Everything either helps or hurts. Everything either attracts and keeps more customers or drives them away. Everything counts when it comes to sales. The discipline of generating sales, he says, whether you are a salesperson or a business owner, you require the self-discipline to focus and concentrate on generating sales every hour of every business day. He says a group of researchers interviewed several hundred senior executives and business owners and asked them, how important are sales and marketing to your business? Without exception, they all replied, sales and marketing are absolutely essential to our survival and growth. The researchers then conducted a time and motion study of these same business owners and executives, following them around and tracking their time usage over the course of a month. At the end of that time, they completed their calculations and determined that the average business owner or executive who professed that sales were absolutely essential to survival and growth was spending only 11% of his or her time on sales and marketing. The remaining time was spent on meetings, discussions, paperwork, administrative work, luncheons, and a variety of other activities that contributed nothing. Okay, and I, I need for you ladies to hear this. I need for you to truly understand what this is saying. Again, he says the remaining time was spent on meetings, discussions, paperwork, administrative work, lunches, and a variety of other activities that contributed absolutely nothing to sales generation. He says if you are a sales manager or a business owner, you must discipline yourself to focus most of your time and attention on getting your salespeople to generate the sales on which your company depends. You must spend 75% of your time working with your salespeople and accompanying them when they visit your customers to make presentations and sales. Do your paperwork before or after work, but during working hours when customers are available to be seen, you should dedicate yourself entirely to sales generation. Now, what I want to say as a side note, from a business perspective, especially because many of you who are listening are solo entrepreneurs, here's what you need to understand. A large majority of your time, again, should be spent focusing your business on marketing and sales because it's key. And as the CEO of your business, a large portion of your time should not be spent in the labor role of your business, but it should be spent in the CEO role, being the ambassador of your business, being able to generate those leads, being able to set the pace for more people to request information from your company, right? That's what it is all about. And here is, is a, a, an expert, someone who's had more than 40 years in, um, in personal development. He is saying that you must 
spend 75% of your time working with your salespeople. And, of course, for those of you who are solo entrepreneurs, this means that a lot of times, 75% of your time should really be focused on sales and marketing. So if you're wondering a lot of times why you're not generating the sales, why you're not generating the lead, that's because you're not focused enough on it. You're holding everything else into priority over the most important thing or attributes in your business, which is marketing and sales, right? And so that is key for you to understand that, okay? So he says, some years ago, I started a new business. I developed a product and then began advertising via direct mail, radio, television, and newspaper. I allowed myself to become completely overwhelmed with planning, paperwork, and advertising activities. By the end of the year, I was out of money and my business was almost broke. That's what he said. At that time, I realized that I had taken my eye off the ball of sales. I then sat down over Christmas and designed a complete sales process. He said, and on January 2nd, I picked up the telephone and began making appointments. Over the next two months of aggressive and focused sales activity, I did more business than I had done over the entire previous year. I saved my business and my home, and I never lost sight of that focus again. So here he's giving an example of what happened. So what you need to understand is that sometimes people don't like to think about sales. They don't like to think about marketing simply because they feel like, oh, oh, here it comes. What's your budget? I don't have a whole lot of money. But what he's trying to tell you is that, you know, in this example is that, he focused on marketing and sales and started generating leads and was able to save his company compared to the previous year of when he had spent a lot of money in, in advertising and it just wasn't happening for him. He said he, he, he developed products and then began advertising via direct mail, radio, television, and newspaper, and that he allowed himself to become overwhelmed with all of the planning, and by the end of the year, he was almost broke. But when he focused just on the sales and started really getting aggressive, calling people, talking to people, generating those leads, he was able to save his company. So, again, I want you guys to pay attention to this because it is so very, very key that you always understand as the CEO that your responsibility to your company is to, is to have a bird's eye view always over sales and marketing. You have to at all times have sales and marketing on your mind every single day because it is the most important factor when it comes to your business generating income and having success. Now, in this section of the chapter, Overcome Your Fear of Rejection, I really want you to hear this. I want you to listen intently to what the author says. He says, Assuming that you have an attractive product or service, one that is reasonably priced and suited to the current market, the biggest problem that telephone salespeople and outside salespeople face, of course, is rejection. The fear of rejection does more to sabotage a sales career and undermine sales activities than any other single factor. It is a major obstacle to sales success. It takes tremendous discipline for salespeople to get up every morning and go out and face the inevitable rejection that they know they are going to receive all day long. Most people cannot handle this continuous rejection. Therefore, to avoid the emotional pain that comes with rejection, many salespeople engage in a series of displacement activities to avoid 
being rejected. First of all, they make fewer calls. According to Columbia University, the average salesperson works about 90 minutes per day. In other words, only about one and a half hours out of eight hours a day. He spends the rest of the time warming up and getting ready, shuffling paperwork, checking the Internet, reading the newspaper, chatting with coworkers, coming in late, leaving early, and taking extended lunches and coffee breaks. As a result, by the end of the day, on the average, the salesperson has worked only basically 90 minutes. Now, I would say that's kind of coinciding with business people altogether. Most, most business women only really work about, I would say, less than 90 minutes. I would say maybe about an hour a day on sales, okay? And then after they've had a few rejections, they, they pucker out, and they're, they're, because of their habits, their minds automatically trigger um, a kind of a fight-or-flight response, and they start shuffling paper and doing other stuff that has nothing to do with bringing the money into the business, right? Can I get an amen, somebody? I, I know this happens to us all the time as businesswomen. But what he's saying here is that we can't allow that to continue to happen, right? He said it takes tremendous discipline for salespeople to get up every single morning. You need to understand, if you are a business owner, you're in sales. You are also a salesperson, and you are responsible. Unless you've got a, a, a huge call team somewhere making calls for you and generating leads for you, you are also a salesperson, and you've got to figure out how to make that happen for yourself, okay? He's, and, and he goes on to talk about increase your face time with customers and prospects. He says, when is a salesperson working? He says, the salesperson is working only when he or she is ear to ear on the phone or face to face with someone who can and will buy within a reasonable period of time. The rule for sales success can be contained in six words. Spend more time with, a, with better prospects. There is no other way to generate a high, consistent, and predictable level of sales results. Because of the fear of rejection, however, salespeople procrastinate and delay throughout the sales day, doing everything possible to avoid getting face-to-face with people who can say no. The key to sales success, as I learned as a young salesman, is to realize that rejection is not personal. Prospective customers always say things like, no, I'm not interested, or variations of, I don't want it, I don't need it, I can't use it, I can't afford it, I'm not in the market right now, or I'm happy with my existing supplier. The professional salesperson realizes that these are simply normal and natural responses to any commercial offer in a competitive marketplace. And again, they are not personal, so don't take them personally right? He says, you have to remain positive and optimistic. The key to sales success is to eliminate the fear of rejection, to become so confident and optimistic that you can call continually all day long and still remain positive and cheerful. As Winston Churchill said, he says, success is the ability to go from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. There is a direct relationship between the number of new customer contacts you make and your level of sales. If you want to increase the number of sales, simply discipline yourself to call on more prospects. When you increase your level of sales activity, you also activate the law of probabilities to work on your behalf. You tap into the law of average. You work the numbers to ensure 
the success. So with that said, I'm going to end here, okay? I'm going to end here. Um, and we just read from Chapter 11, uh, Self-Discipline and How to Handle Fear. But I'm going to end right here um, in this particular chapter by explaining to all of you the importance of the law of average and how the law of average actually works. So, you know, get out your pen and your notepad because this is very, very key. And this has a lot to do with our topic that we're getting ready to talk about on developing unshakable habits and how very, very important having unshakable habits is, okay? So the first thing you need to understand about the law of average, okay, is that the law of average says for, for so many people that you connect with, that you talk with, that follow you, a certain number of those people are going to be interested in what you have, okay? They're going to be interested. Just automatically, you're, gonna, you're not going to have to fight to get somebody to be interested in what you have out of a certain number of people that you talk with, that you expose your business to, uh, uh, out of that certain number, a certain number of those people are going to be interested in what you have. Now, here's how the law of average works for you. Out of that number of people who are interested in what you have, another number from that, from that, from that group, another number of those people are actually going to take action from your call to action, and they're actually going to purchase what you have, okay? But the thing about the law of average, ladies, that you have to understand is that the law of average really can't take place until you are able to establish a following, a list of people that follow you. It's difficult to try and, and right, it's difficult to try and have success with anything when you don't have a group of people who are a part of your tribe, who, who are your followers. That's very key for you to understand. So with the law of average, it's the, the larger the number of followers, the higher probability, the higher you're going to have um, sales, Okay. Uh, I, I always like to use the example of a client who came to me one time and was very upset because she only had like 11 people attending her seminar. She she, she not only had an attitude uh, about the whole situation, she was downright angry. She was downright upset, and she resented the fact that she had 100 people who were following her in her tribe, but only 11 of those people had attended her seminar. She was insulted. How dare they? I spent all this time giving them free articles and resources, um, you know, sharing valuable content and information. I had all of these people that said that they were interested, and then only 11 people registered for my seminar. I'm just too free. And, and she began to, to rant to go on and on about, I don't know if this business is for me. If this is the kind of results I'm going to get, I just don't even know if this business is for me, you know, because I can't make any money off of 11 people. I mean, she went on and on and on. And I smiled and let her do her thing. I let her talk and talk and talk. And then what I did is I, I asked her, I said, let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to listen to me for about five to ten minutes while I explain to you what has occurred 
And I began to explain to her the law of average, and I shared with her that you had approximately 100 followers, and so you said you had out of that 100 followers, you say you had about 40-plus people that had responded positively asking you for the link to your seminar, the registration link to your seminar. So you assume that because they had positively responded and asked for the registration link, you thought that you would have about a 50% return. You thought all 40-plus of those people would actually click the link and register. But you see, that's not how it works. And us being human beings, us having the opportunity to respond to other people's messages, we know that many of us have clicked links how many times uh, with the intention to go to some seminar or with the intention to purchase or with the intention to show interest, but then we made a decision not to, right? So in the law of average, what happened for her was that she had 40-plus people to respond and, and ask for the registration link. But out of that, 40-plus people, only 11 people actually registered, which then had made her committed to having to still give the seminar. What she didn't understand was that actually 11 people from the 40-plus people that had shown an interest was actually well over a 20% return on her offering, Right? Because remember, the law of average says that for the number of people who you offer something to, a certain amount are not going to be interested and a certain amount are going to be interested. And out of those people that are interested, a certain amount of them, when you call them to action, they are going to click on some link or give you some response and request further for more information. And out of that number, they are going to become purchasers, buyers of what you have offered, right? So out of that 40-plus people that responded favorably and, and clicked on the link to get, to click on the link for her registration link, she got 11 people, which was about 20-plus percent of individuals who actually registered. So what I explained to her is that instead of getting frustrated and upset about that, you should really be happy because you actually got a great response. Now, in order to increase that response, what do you have to do? You have to increase the number of people that are on your mailing list. You have to increase the number of people that are following you. See, this is why it's important for you to understand in sales and marketing that you have to get your aha moment. Your aha moment should come when you realize that really the control of you creating more sales in your company is all within your power. You want more people to buy from you, then you need to increase the number of people following you, right? This is why you hear a lot of people who profess that they are extremely successful, generating six and seven incomes. So this is why you hear many of them talk about that they were their business didn't do anything until they understood the importance of building a list. And then once they understood the importance of building a list, they were able to then understand the law of average, and things then started working in their favor on their behalf, right? So, ladies, the key here to this whole story that I'm sharing with you is that 
what we just read out of the book of No Excuses by Brian Tracy is that sales and marketing is indeed a very, very important um, part of you generating your income. And so a large percentage of your day should be spent on sales and marketing. But not only on that, part of sales and marketing is having a list of people in which to market to so that you can have sales, right? And so in order to do that, you really do have to build your list. Very, very important. And so that's why you hear a lot of people talk about the, the money is in the list, the power is in the list, the key to your business success is all about a list. Is because when you have a list of people that are following you, you have created a tribe, and as your tribe gets bigger and bigger, you are going to have a larger response rate when it comes to people purchasing what you have to offer, okay? So you keep that in mind. Now what we're going to get ready to do, ladies, um, for this last 15 minutes of the show is we're definitely going to be talking about developing unshakable habits. Now, you guys have heard me talk time and time again, many of you, about having unshakable faith and how important unshakable faith really is. For those of you that are new to that word or those two words, they are, they're very powerful words, I just quickly want to give you a definition. Unshakable faith is a level of belief so deeply rooted within yourself that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on your dreams or goals or whatever it is that you're trying to pursue. It compels. And so when something compels you, usually you get up off your butt and you take action. You start doing, right, it, because it compels you. If someone were to call you right now and say, check your lottery ticket. You, you've just won the lottery, but in order to claim it, you've got to do this number of things. That compels you to get your butt up and go do those number of things, right, and, and, and head on down to the lottery office, right? Um, but compelling is very powerful. And in order for things to compel us, the first thing I want to let you know right now is that in order for us to be compelled to do anything, it has to be because it's something that we truly desire and something that we truly want. And, you know, I want to just, just – preempt and say this right now. A lot of the times, many of you are doing things that you really don't want to do. I don't know why you're doing it. Many of you are in businesses that you really don't want to be in. Many of you are selling services and products that you really don't want to sell, whether it was because you are mocking what you thought was successful or what others wanted or because you wanted the money, you just grabbed onto the first thing that, that everybody else said was making money. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, right? But here's what you need to understand. In order for the law of average to work on your behalf, in order for you to start generating the income that you desire so that you can live a more abundant life here on this side of earth, right, on this side of the world, in order for you to become that, that, that relentless businesswoman, uh, that that relentless businesswoman that has unshakable faith, in order for you to do that, you really do have to be doing something that you can be passionate about. Because I'm going to tell you, the third part of having unshakable faith, that level of belief so deeply rooted in you that it compels you, in order for that to even take place, you first have to be doing something that you are 
passionate about or something that you really can grab onto and really like, okay? Because with us as businesswomen or with us as women altogether, women don't do things that they don't enjoy doing. Women don't, when women, when women start businesses and they don't really like the business or it's really not resonating with them, they have a tendency to procrastinate and not even really want to bother with it, right? Because we like to be passionate about things. We like to be excited about things. We like things that literally light us up and, and, and make us want to wake up for it every single day, right? And if that's not happening for you, then you really do have to examine what is it that you need to be doing in order for that to take place, right? Because, because you have to have something that you can either develop a passion about or be passionate about. Now, passion in and of itself won't put food in your refrigerator. You know, Trina's just trying to keep it real here for you, right? So it's going to take more than passion. Once you have the passion, it's going to take more than that to then go ahead and generate some revenue but it really does all begin with you having some kind of liking or passion for what you do, okay? So with that said, I want to talk to you ladies about developing unshakable habits, okay? Unshakable really means unmovable. It means that no, no matter what someone else says to you about what you're doing, it means that no matter how many no's you might get from other people saying they're not interested in what you have, you're unshakable. And you're unshakable because, number one, you have, you have did your due diligence. You have determined that your product or your service that you have is indeed something that is in demand or something that other people want or that you can create a demand for it, right? You've determined that because you do have people that are interested in it, okay? The other thing that you need to look at as well, the reason why you, you should be unshakable with everything that you're doing, okay, is that you have a high level of belief in yourself, okay? Now, it goes right back around to the fact that that high level of belief that you have in yourself is what compels you to keep moving forward. It compels you, right? And so when you have that high level of belief in yourself, then, then you can remain unshakable and nobody can do anything to you or say anything that would cause you to get stressed and depressed about what you're doing and procrastinate to such a point that everything fails. That should not be, right? The third thing that I think is important for having that unshakable habit, okay, is that you must be willing to do what unshakable faith requires of you, which is to take action, okay? Developing a habit of taking action. So I want to slow it down right here as we talk about taking action and we look at why is it that so many women who say they're passionate about things, who say that they want to generate a six-figure-plus income, why is it not happening for them? What's going on here? What's happening here, okay? So the first thing I want to let you know of what's happening is that, number one, is that they are not playing the role of CEO in their business. Okay, and when I say playing the role, I mean they're not being the CEO. Okay, that's the first thing. And as you know, when you're the CEO, you can't be the laborer in your business all the time. 
you have to really become the ambassador, the, the visionary of the business, and you have to know how to drive your vision of what it is that you want, right? And so that is going to require you to be clear on your role. You see how all this is coming back to the five questions of leadership and authority. You've got to be clear on your role as the CEO. So in order for you to develop a habit of taking action, the first thing that has to take place for you is to understand why the action needs to be taken, okay? Again, write that down. The first step to developing a habit of action is to understand why the action needs to take place, okay? After you understand why the action needs to take place, then you need to understand who do you need to delegate to, okay? Because you're going to be the best type of CEO for your business, which means you're going to be a master delegator. And you're not going to always think that you are are the kit and caboodle, that you're the only one that can do everything for your business. You're not going to be the person that thinks that. You're going to automatically have that CEO switch come on. When it's time for you to take action on something, it's automatically, who am I going to assign this to? So, After you ask yourself why the action needs to take place, then you're going to say, who needs to handle this action, okay? Who needs to handle this action? Very, very key. Now, why is that? Because you're getting ready to delegate, okay? You're getting ready to delegate. Now, in order for you to take this action, in order for you to have a habit of action, it is definitely going to require you to have a power team of people. You remember we talked about that in the five questions of leadership and authority earlier in the show. In order for you to really be the right kind of CEO, you can't be doing everything on your own in order for you to see quick and swift success. You've got to create a power team of people who can help you to get there. So, in order for you to, to develop the, the right kind of habit in taking action, it's going to require you, first of all, to understand, again, number one, why the action needs to take place, and then number two, who needs to, to um, handle the action, who's going to be the person that you're going to delegate this to, that you're going to assign it to, or what, what is the team of people that you're going to assign it to. Okay, very, very key. And then what needs to happen after you do this is persistence, okay? And in order for persistence to take place, it requires you to have a system that you run everything through, okay? It requires you to have a system. So in order to develop the the habit of action, it requires, number one, you to ask the question, why does this action need to take place, two, Okay, who needs to who who is the person or people that need to take this action and run with it? Who needs to handle this? Okay, very very key. And then number three, it requires persistence on your part. And in order for you to have persistence, meaning to push it through, in order for it to be pushed through every single time, it's going to require a system for everything to run through. Because once you create a system for your actions, then you keep doing it repetitively and persistently, and that is what's going to develop the habit in you, right? So that's very, very key in developing an unshakable habit. 
And once you see how this works, once you understand the inner working of what, what is required of you to take action, then, then you begin to have your aha moments. You begin to really say, hey, I, I realize now that I had some missing pieces of the puzzle when it came to me taking swift and immediate action on things because I didn't have a power team in place. I did not ask myself the question, why did the action need to take place in the first place? I really didn't have my mindset where it needed to be when it came to me taking action. But I realize now that in order for me to have unshakable faith in myself, that level of belief very deeply rooted, that I'm compelled all the time to take action, I realize now that I haven't been compelled to take action because I don't have a support system. And it overwhelms me to think that I have to do everything myself, so therefore I procrastinated and I have not taken action on a lot of things. So that's why my business hasn't made money. That's why I'm not moving forward. That's why things seem to be slow, and I've been working on the same thing for for months and years. Um, And it's time for me to stop and get on the right train of success, and it's time for me to have a habit of success, an unshakable habit. And so I need to develop these things, and that's what you should be saying to yourself, Right? So let's talk, we've talked about the habit of action and what what is required for you to have action, okay? So let's go back and talk about what is required for you to have belief, okay? Because I think belief is very key because in order for you to take take action, you must have a habit of belief in yourself that whatever you want to do, it can happen. Have you ever talked to someone before who that you didn't really need to motivate them, encourage them, or provide any word of support because they were already so pumped and excited about doing what they were going to do, and they already believed it to such a high degree um, that you they just exuded energy. You could see the energy falling off of them, and, and you could see the action coming out of them because they believed in themselves so much. And you say to yourself, wow, this person is really a go-getter. This person is really pumped about what it is that they want to do. I wish I had that kind of energy. Have you ever said that? Well, here's the thing. When an individual believes in themselves to the to the extent of unshakable faith, that's what you're always going to see is that kind of energy. You're always going to see that kind of happiness, that type of person um, that you experience is going to then be within you, Right? Belief is all levels of belief, ladies. Let me just tell you that. That's what I have learned out of the 50-plus years of living inside of, of the world, is that there are different kinds of beliefs. And you can ask people all day long, do you believe uh, in yourself? Do you love yourself? They're going to say, yes, absolutely, I do. But then that question is simple. I can ask you right now, do you believe in yourself? And you're going to say, yes. I believe in myself, but here's the thing. The question really should be is do you have the right kind of belief to take your life and your business to the next level and generate the type of income that allows you to live your life abundantly? Do you have that kind of belief? Because that's what unshakable belief really is, right? Unshakable faith, again, is that level of belief that is so deeply rooted that it can you to take swift and immediate action. 
So here's what you need to understand with a belief habit. In order for you to have the habit of belief and the right kind of belief, you really have to ask yourself, what beliefs do I need to adopt or embrace or create in order for me to be a successful businesswoman and do the types of things I need to do and be the right kind of CEO for my business? What kind of beliefs do I need to have? And then you need to, to, once you write those beliefs down, then you need to embrace those beliefs, adopt those beliefs, because they are the beliefs that's going to support what it is that you want to happen in your life, right? You know, having the belief that you can never be wealthy is certainly not a belief that's going to support you, right? But having the belief that whatever you think of, whatever you do, you you believe that you can do it, uh, embracing that kind of belief is going to help and propel you to the next level, right? And then, of course, when you put in the belief of action, which is also another habit that we just talked about, when you when you add those two things together, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. So what I want to encourage you to do, what I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to look at the type of beliefs that need to occur in your life in order for you to move your life to the next level, in order for you to live an abundant life. What are some of the beliefs that you have that are holding you back? Put that on one side. And what are the beliefs that you need to embrace in order for you to move forward, okay? Because once you figure that out, then what you need to do is start believing in and taking action on those beliefs that are going to encourage, support, and push you to that next level. And the others, well, you have to stop practicing habits on those beliefs. You have to stop doing and taking action on those beliefs that are working against you. That's very, very key to understand. So in all, having unshakable habits is about adopting new habits in your life that are going to move you forward. And a lot of the times, some of you may not be sure of what those habits are. And so with that said, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to schedule a power talk with me in reference to developing unshakable habits. I want to challenge all of you right now to get your power talk scheduled to to learn some new strategies on developing an unshakable habit within yourself so that you can start seeing better results. Now, to schedule your power talk, all you need to do, and I know many of you know this already, but for those of you who are new, all you need to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on coaching in the top white menu bar, and once you get on the coaching channel, you'll see it right there in front of you, free coaching session just for you. I want you to schedule a coaching session, and this is in reference to, okay, developing um, unshakable habits. Now, so for those of you that have already had your free power talk for the year, this is an offer in addition to that, but it has to be about developing unshakable habits, okay? So I want you guys to get your power talk schedule, and this offer is going to be good for the next 24 hours because many of you have had power talks with me already. So if you have not scheduled your power talk for this particular offer to develop unshakable habits, then you need to go ahead and get it scheduled. Okay, um, and again, it's good for the next 24 hours, and after that, I'm going to be turning it down um, because 
what I have learned is that you guys have to be held accountable as well, right? Um, and when you are held accountable, you will start seeing things happen. You will start seeing things change. So I hope you have enjoyed today's show. Please make sure you schedule in your calendar. If you have Google Calendar, make it a recurring schedule. Um, Successful Woman Radio at 12 noon Eastern time every single Monday. Well, this is Trina Newby keeping it real with you and wishing you an abundant and productive week. And I look forward to connecting with all of you. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.